For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. It's time for another episode of The Children's Hour, stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric. Today, Don Jr. writes a bestseller. He joins a family of authors. His mother wrote one, his sister wrote a couple, and of course, his father wrote a monster bestseller. Or, to be more accurate, his father is listed as the author of a number one bestseller, Trump, the Art of the Deal. For comment, we turn to our Trump family update reporter, Amy Willens. Of course, she's a former Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker and a longtime contributing editor at The Nation, best known for her work on Haiti, most recently the award-winning book Farewell, Fred Voodoo. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. A family of writers. It's a wonderful thing. I don't know, like Martin Amos and Kingsley Amos, longtime readers of The Nation will remember Alexander Coburn and his father Claude and his brothers Andrew and Patrick. And now we have Don and Don Jr., I'd like to start by talking about how Don Jr.'s book follows on all these other books by his family members, starting with his mother, Ivana, and what she wrote in her book about his birth and picking his name. I'm sure you remember that. He's just been born. He's seconds old. And Ivana says to Donald about his firstborn son that he should be named Donald Jr. And what did Donald Sr. say? What if he's a loser? (laughs) Uh, And not only did he say this about his firstborn son when the kid is, what, one minute old, but then she puts it in her book so the whole world knows about this. They're great parents. (laughs) Well, she wanted to have given birth to Donald Trump Jr. That was the whole deal there. So what what Donald Sr. said about his son didn't matter to her. She just thought it was a funny anecdote. (laughs) And what is Ivana's book like? 
Ivana's book is kind of wonderful. I mean, it's the whole story of her rise and her coming to America and meeting this guy and their weird world and their kind of poor parenting. But she had these two parents who took care of the kids and Donald Sr. wasn't around very much. He was doing his business and whatever other business he was doing. And it's a story of the end of the marriage also and of of how great the children are. I mean, that's her main thing because that's her big investment. And is this a real book? It's not really a real book. And she has a co-writer. So there are some good jokes. And it's a a fairly charming book if you can stand to read about the Trumps, which has somehow become my area (laughs) of painful expertise. And then there's Don Jr.'s younger sister, Ivanka. She's written a couple of books. The big recent one is Women Who Work, a New York Times bestseller in 2017. I know you read that one for us. What was that like? Well, that's a book that it it tells a lot of home truths about, you know, how to be a strong woman, how to, you know, it's like reading some incredibly antiquated work at the very beginning of feminism, how you can have it all, how you can juggle everything, how to go work for your daddy, um, how much good she's done for women in her roles and preparatory to becoming head of women's economic interests in the White House. So it's all kind of weird considering that she's, you know, uh, an offshore garment industry chieftain or was at the time. And we know how garment industry workers are treated inside the U.S., but outside the U.S. even worse, which is where she was really um, putting together her clothing line. And and this book is sort of a tie-in with what was at the time her brand. Right. Her brand, which I believe was eponymously named Ivanka Trump. But there was a great hue and cry about her brand because she was put in charge of women's affairs in the in the White House, and, um, and she eventually disbanded the brand. And then there's, of course, their father's monster bestseller, the title of which is Trump, the Art of the Deal. The cover says, by Donald Trump with Tony Schwartz. What do we know about the authorship of this book? Well, Tony Schwartz wrote the book, and then Jane Mayer in The New Yorker wrote a profile um, in which Tony Schwartz confessed to having been the writer and also told the great story about how he could just never force Donald Trump to read any of it. So, you know, he wrote it, and then it became Donald Trump's story without Trump really having much input. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have Don Jr.'s book. It's called Triggered, How the Left Thrives on Hate and Wants to Silence Us. Uh, You're chuckling here. (laughs) This is so great. (laughs) A lot of this is like you feel like you're in a Soviet rethink camp. And they're really telling your story, but you're sitting in the torture seat, and then they're telling you how they how you've tortured them. So that's it's like an inside out story. Um, it's got lots and lots of jokes in it, all very Trump daddy style of insults about Trump enemies, and lots of whining about how badly the Trumps have been treated because now their father is the most powerful man in the world, and it's really hard for them. That's a typical Trump story. And at the end, it ends with all of Donald Trump's accomplishments that have been suppressed by the the media. And this entered the bestseller list at number one. Uh, but then there was a scandal about how it got to 
uh, number one. The New York Times did a page one piece on bulk purchases. What's the story on bulk purchases of Don Jr.'s book, Triggered? There's the uh, Republican National Committee and the Republican National Campaign Committee, which both ordered a tremendous amount, like $200,000 worth uh, by the RNC and then another $100,000 worth by the RNCC of Don's book. Now, you can see they were doing it because they're using it in campaigns and whatever. I, I'm not even convinced that they did it to make it the number one bestseller, but they did it to make it a bestseller. And, and and they succeeded. And there's a great picture of... Uh, I pull out the picture. Yeah. From, of, the, from of page the, one of the New York Times. page one of the New York Times. It's the basement kind of warehouse room of Turning Point, which is a conservative group. And they bought, I don't know what the dollar amount is. The New York Times didn't seem sure about the dollar amount. But it's like 2,000 cases of the book? Well, 2,000 copies. 2,000 copies of the book. And it's like a wall of boxes of Don Trump Jr.'s book under a poster that says capitalism, not cronyism on the wall of this, uh, as if in total um, forgetfulness of the ironies. And uh, these these boxes of books, dozens and dozens of bo- big boxes of books have never been opened. Yeah, they haven't been opened yet anyway. We don't know when they'll be opened. <laughs> Then Don Jr. went on a book tour, like all good authors, and brought his book tour to UCLA, where his book talk was disrupted by militant students shouting him down. It was actually brought to a speedy uh, and early end. These were not the left-wing students he complains about in the book. What do we know about the disruption of Don Jr.'s uh, talk at UCLA? I mean, it's just so funny when you read the book because the book is all about how, you know, the Republicans are being canceled by the liberal tards, et cetera. And instead, this was uh, Nick Fuente's group. He has he's a guy, a young guy who has um, a show called America First on YouTube. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's on YouTube. Um, He's a Christian nationalist and he hates the conservative group that hosted Don Jr., which is the group that had those books in the basement, Turning Point, and it's run by a guy named Charlie Kirk. And uh, Nick Fuentes, the Christian nationalist, feels that Turning Point is not hard enough on immigration. Uh, So they wanted a chance to talk to Don Jr. about how bad Turning Point is. I mean, this is what the right wing has descended into now. And uh, so they shouted and chatted because they wanted a Q&A. And, and Turning Point had intelligently decided we won't have a Q&A because these people are going to disrupt it. So, in fact, it's not the left wing who's shutting down Don Trump Jr. It's the right wing who's shutting down Don Trump Jr. And they did abort the, the talk because uh, it was too chaotic. We haven't talked a whole lot about this book. What kind of book uh, is this? You know, it's sort of a a diatribe about how under Trump's presidency, the Trumps have been victimized, even though the whole book is about the whining liberals who talk about how they're victimized all the time and women are victimized and homosexuals are victimized and the inner city is victimized. But actually, this is Don Trump Jr. whining about Uh, his victimization and the whole family's victimization, which is embodied in that 
uh, thing that was pulled from the book, not pulled out of the book, but that people talked about from the book, uh, which is when he went to Arlington National Cemetery and, and Don Trump Jr. And he became very, very emotional. Uh, and you may recall this, listeners. Uh, he became very, very emotional because his family has now given so much to this country. And yet they've been penalized and they've lost a really big chunk of business because they had to give up their uh, their national, some of their national holdings and all of their international uh, businesses so that they could not have any appearance of conflict of interest. Of course, that's not true. They are still doing international business, but he still wept at the gravesides of dead American soldiers over how badly the Trumps have been treated because they're president. I mean, amazing stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. And who wrote this book? We don't know because there's no and with. There's nobody who he wrote it with. And so usually if you don't see a with on the cover of a celebrity type or politician's book uh, as, the, as the author's helper or semi-ghostwriter, you go to the acknowledgments. And in there somewhere, there's a person who you can tell wrote the book. No, not in this book. In the back are, I mean, maybe one of these people co-wrote it with him, but in the back are first name only hunting buddies. I'd like to thank... George and Tom and Hank and Chuck, my hunting and fishing partners. You know, it's like that. It's uh, no one you could recognizably say, yeah, that that's the writer. There are some people at Achette, the publishing company, but you can't tell if they're writers or not. So you really don't know who wrote it for him. And let me tell you, the guy is a good, or woman, is a good right-wing joke maker. I mean, there are some funny moments where you say, well, you... You can't stand the guy, but that's kind of funny. It's like Pocahontas. It's kind of funny, but it's just basically awful. Mm-hmm. And that's what his jokes are like. I see you have the book out here. What what uh, what else do we need to know about this book? Well, first of all, it is, you know, there's a dedication. This is his first book. So usually your dedication is to your wife, but he's divorced. Uh, so it could be to his girlfriend, Kimberly, uh, but it's not. It is dedicated to the deplorables I will not read you the whole dedication, but it's Hillary's basket of deplorables who have upheld this country while being told that they are worthless, something like that. But anyway, there's a mock title for this book going around online, and and the mock title, instead of triggered, it's called, Daddy, Please Love Me. (laughs) And that's really what the book is about. It's like this whole love letter to Trump Sr., and in the acknowledgments, he, he points this out. He says, the first acknowledgement, to my father, President Donald J. Trump, I am so proud of you. You were always there for us. That is roundly proven untrue by his mother's book. You were always there for us, and now you are there for our nation. Just like your amazing parents, you always took care of our family. No. It was his mother's parents. When you decided to run for office, you stepped up the challenge, and your grandchildren and millions of other kids will be better off because of it. You are one of the most incredible people I have ever known. (laughs) I mean, okay. But this was a neglectful father. This was a very angry son. He didn't speak to his father for a long time when he was, of course, in high school, so we know sons can be that way. But it wasn't that happy a relationship. So now he's found a way to make it all better. His sister and her husband are have posts in the White House, go to work in the White House every day. Don Jr. is a, quote, private citizen. 
what uh, what is his life going to be like from now on? He's written a number one bestseller. Will he, there be a sequel? Well, already among Trump's followers, he's a big celebrity to them. They love him. He talks like his dad now. He's like a little imitation dad. He really is becoming Donald Trump Jr. And, you know, you can see that in other circumstances, this might be either a tragic story or one with which you could feel a lot of sympathy, but given who it all is, it's a little harder. So he is this figure on the campaign trail, and then there are little noises about his future. I don't think he's going to write another book soon, although I guess he's making a lot of money off this. But I'm not sure he has it in him, the the depth of thought that's required. for well, Maybe his co-writer has the depth of thought somewhere. But there are other more political rumors about him. One is that there's a seat coming open in uh, on Long Island in the, uh, a Republican-held seat for a long time, uh, Peter King's congressional seat, and that maybe Don could run for that, that seat in Congress. And this would be in 2020? This would be in 2020, right, because uh, Pete King is stepping down. So, yeah, he and his father could be elected the same year, or conversely, etc. <laughs> uh, but there's another person who has been, whose name has been brooded about for this seat, and that's his sister-in-law, uh, Lara Trump, the wife of Eric Trump. Um, and she's very poised, competent, you know, Trumpian, blonde, and somewhat beloved also among Trump's supporters. So we don't know. And this district has been becoming more and more democratic over the years. Long Island has become been becoming more democratic. So there's no indication that even if one of those Trumps were to become a candidate, that they could actually win, given the feeling about Trump among Democrats now. Amy Willens, our Trump family update reporter. Amy, thanks for talking with us today. You're welcome. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.